thanks to the sponsor of today's episode, Hatch. You guys know I invest with Hatch and something I've mentioned before is Hatch Weekly, the newsletter sent straight to my inbox. I don't often keep a close eye on investing news, so this really helps to improve my general knowledge. I must say, when I saw the words Tesla shareholders have their say, I was curious as I am a Tesla shareholder and I can't remember being on the phone to Elon, but lucky Hatch is here to give me the rundown on what is happening to my investment. When you invest with Hatch, it means that you actually own shares through your own brokerage account in the US. So I have direct access to earnings calls and voting rights through companies I own shares in, like the one I'm about to tell you about. This really helps me to back those companies I believe in. On a recent earnings call with Tesla, they addressed some common concerns and I was happy to read that Tesla has so far a avoided chip shortages that may have affected production and revenue is up from last year by 74%. Remember though, past returns are not a guarantee of future success so educate yourself fully before investing into individual shares. I will continue to keep my Tesla shares for the long term with Hatch and ride out the everlasting ups and downs this company seems to face. If you are ready and want to get started investing with Hatch, there's a link in my bio to sign up where you can grab an extra $20 NZD top up when you make your first deposit of $100 NZD or more. How good? Thanks so much to Hatch for supporting the podcast let's get on with the episode hey guys and welcome to the one up project we're simplifying all things finance and lifestyle in a relaxed environment it's all just a bit of fun so be sure to keep listening and let the content be a catalyst for your own self-improvement Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. I really hope you can't hear the rain because it is stormy outside, but I doubt you can hear it. So let's continue on. Um, I am very excited for this episode because we all know that one of my favorite topics is learning more about yourself, self-development, personal development, you know, personal progression and strengths. Um, That is something I constantly talk about how knowing your own personal strengths and value is just so crucial to be able to believe in yourself, really. At the core of it is just to be able to believe in yourself, not even to prove your worth to others um, or anything like that, which all comes along with it anyway. But it starts at the core with you actually being able to believe in yourself because so many people do not believe in themselves um, or think they do but are constantly self-sabotaging. So today we're going to talk about everything strengths, what strengths actually are and why it's important to figure them out and how we can do that practically which I'm all about a good practical applicable step-by-step process so that's what we're going to go through and yes yeah, solo ep of me just talking. So we did do an episode on strengths. It's one of our very first uh, well, sort of one of the starting episodes um, very early on. Let me find out which one it was for you right the second. Episode 12, How to Harness Your Strengths and Change Your Life with Suze O. So Suze is amazing. She is a strengths coach with Gallup, um, who sort of runs the Clifton Strengths Assessment, which is how I sort of started with, I guess, the journey of finding my strengths and really starting to value them. So Luke from last week's episode actually introduced me to the Clifton Strengths Assessment and Suze, and then he also gave me a book to read about the test, it's not a test, it's an assessment because there's no right and wrong, about the assessment itself and I wanted to talk about that today, it kind of inspired the idea for this episode and I wanted to be able to give you a way to find out your strengths without necessarily doing the assessment itself because it does cost and not all of us 
um, can pay for it. So, but if you can, I would really recommend doing it because it just gives you a really good base start. So on that, a good place to begin this episode, I think, is going over what a strength actually is because often we're in interviews or we prepare ourselves to go into interviews and people will say make sure you know your strengths whether that's time management persistence diligence blah 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 that is not a strength in the eye of myself anymore so that does not count as a strength a strength to me is probably more what you would commonly describe as a skill so your ability to Um, include everyone around you or you are able to relate to lots of people different types of people making them feel comfortable or you're really good at arranging um, people so you can coordinate things really well or you get on with everyone so these are kind of more strengths that I'm talking about and that we can dive deeper into and actually utilize to then go and do something else or be better at something else Um, and it's unique you know it's something unique that we're bringing not like something like time management where you can sort of teach that like with these strengths these are innately and uniquely yours and so it makes you feel like special you know you feel like you're finding out something about yourself that really is unique to you and valuable that you're bringing to the table which is so important because so many people don't understand the value that they are bringing and it's so important to be your number one fan to believe in yourself and to really know what it is that you're contributing to this society um, and to your community around you whether that's just your friend group or your family it's so important to know that because it will contribute to your overall self-confidence and I just think the better you know yourself um, the better you can perform in all areas of life and the better you can feel while doing it Uh, so I'm a massive believer in what this episode is going to talk about and I think it's something that young people in particular should be taught from an early age but also those who have gone through life not believing in themselves and kind of feeling like they haven't reached their full potential, you guys need to figure out what your strengths are um, and fully believe in them. So something the Clifton Strengths Assessment says is that what the assessment is showing you is your strongest themes of talent. So these themes may not actually be your strengths yet, but they're your areas of greatest potential. Uh, And so that's what I love about it. It's showing you things that you might not necessarily even notice yourself yet because you think about it, ask yourself right now, what are your strengths? Can you name some really uh, unique to you strengths that you bring to your workplace or to your life you might be able to and if you can then that's amazing but I would say a majority of us struggle to do that at least on the spot anyway so something this book has said as being a way to identify these themes of talent is if it feels good when you perform an activity chances are that you are using a talent so it says in the book like you know this seems so simple you know, if, if it feels good, what does that mean? There's lots of things that feel good to me that I wouldn't necessarily call a talent. Winning a beer pong tournament feels good, but, and probably is a talent, but in a different way, you know, so that's not really what we're talking about. Um, and so what it's saying is that it's more complicated than that. So most of these strengths we have will have to do with our nature, really. And we didn't necessarily control these themes of talent that we have this potential we have you know this is probably a result of our environment Um, but we do have the responsibility and we do have the power to turn those things into strengths which I think is the coolest part of it Um, 
for example, there's one strength which they label as competition. So you might be someone who's really, really competitive and people have often said to you like, oh my God, can you just calm down? You're so fucking competitive. Like just relax. Well, this is actually a strength because yeah, sure. Maybe your want to win all the time and be the best and be at the top can drive you to be a bit of a dick or can drive you to be, you know, overly um, passionate when you are playing indoor netball when you shouldn't be and things like that. But actually what you can do is turn that drive for success, that drive to win, to be number one into your biggest strength and into positive things. So maybe it's not into an aggressive sports game, but it's actually into your career. You know, that competition is exactly what's going to drive you to the top. If you're a salesperson, you will absolutely thrive in that environment if competition is one of your strongest areas of talent you'll go soaring to the top because you want to be the best you want to win so it's about finding the right I guess job right lifestyle right situation that suits your strengths um, and that you can really turn from just potential areas of talent to real strengths that benefit you every day if you were in an environment that um, didn't encourage competition that was very much flat level so you know everyone's on the same salary for example for years and years and you're kind of stuck in those salary brackets and there's no opportunity to get out of those um, you're not going to thrive because that part of you that com- competitive side of you isn't going to be satisfied because you feel like you aren't making any progress in comparison to if you're in a sales job for example and something important I, I think to touch on here is that some people might think that knowing your strengths and knowing yourself and being confident in who you are is an ego thing and it's very much not and I'm going to explain why but I don't want anyone listening to this to ever think that you taking ownership or interest in who you are and actually investing in yourself in this way has anything to do with you being up yourself or it just has nothing to do with that like one of my top strengths my number one strength is positivity Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean I'm happy all the time but it means that I'm really really good at taking the positives out of situations and showing that to other people and you know helping them to realize the silver lining and things and kind of providing that more optimistic outlook and yeah, that's something I'm really proud of and really good at and I'm happy that that is a part of my personality. But that is not up myself. That is just knowing myself well and I can then use that to benefit me in other areas of life. So I want to read out this part of the book that I think um, will make a lot of sense. It says... But building on your strengths isn't necessarily about ego. It is about responsibility. You should not take pride in your natural talents any more than you should take pride in your sex, race, or the color of your hair. Your natural talents are gifts from God or accidents of birth, depending on the articles of your faith. Either way, you had nothing to do with them. However, you have a great deal to do with fashioning them into strengths. It is your opportunity to take your natural talents and transform them through focus and practice and learning into consistent, near-perfect performances. And I quite like this next part. From this point of view, to avoid your strengths and to focus on your weaknesses isn't a sign of diligent humility. It is almost irresponsible. By contrast, the most responsible, the most challenging, and in the sense of being true to yourself, the most honorable thing to do is face up to to the strength potential inherent in your talents and then find ways to realize it. Might you fail? Yes, you might. Building a strong life means that you will allow performance to be the final judge of your strengths. And I'm a massive believer that focusing on weaknesses and improving weaknesses is a waste of fucking time. 
maybe there are circumstances I can't think of any right now where that needs to be the case but for personal development I would not even bother focusing on your weaknesses. I would bother thinking about what your strengths are and how you can utilize them in your life now or how you want to utilize them in your life later. If the life you're living right now does not satisfy those things that make you feel good, like we were talking about before, or does not satisfy the strengths that you already know you have, then you need to work out what is going to make that happen so that you can actually live the most fulfilling life for yourself. And the funny thing with strengths is that a lot of the time you won't even notice you're doing it. So it'll be something that you just think everyone does and it's the way everyone thinks, but it's actually going to be so uniquely you. It's like when you come across people who you don't vibe with and don't think on the same wavelength as you and you're just like, what is wrong with that person? But actually, they just have a different way of processing things and thinking, which is another thing that knowing your strengths helps you to do it helps you to understand others a lot more and actually appreciate others so much more as well which I love and that has just sparked me to read another part of this book out because it has so many nuggets of gold Uh, but it says furthermore unsure of who we really are we become reluctant to investigate who others really are instead we resort to defining others by their education sex race or similarly God, can anyone say that word right? Superficial markers. We take shelter in these generalizations. Whether in reference to new experiences or new people, our uncertainty about ourselves limits our inquisitiveness about other things. You can avoid this uncertainty by focusing on your strengths and learning who you really are. You really do start to appreciate the unique perspective that everyone brings to this life and you sort of no longer think anything is strange, which I love because, well, I mean, that's kind of extreme, but... It's so common for us to watch videos of things happening overseas or um, even things as simple as going to someone's house for the first time and seeing how their family interacts and being like, oh, that's not how my family interacts or, you know, that's not how my friends interact. And you might think it's actually strange, but when you know yourself so well, you just realize that everyone around you brings a different and yeah, unique perspective to the way they live life and that's totally fine and you learn to accept others so much more, which, yeah, I just love that and I think that's why a lot of the time people who go traveling, you know, they come back and they've just got this whole new lease on life and they just appreciate everyone for who they are and they're like, whoa, you know, things are so different over there and I've actually never been on a massive OE, but, you know, I feel like this is the generalization that people say Um, and I think it's because they're just experiencing the world from a different lens and they're coming back with that perspective that they wouldn't have had otherwise being stuck in their little bubble of their local area Uh, and so another way to do that when we can't travel is learning more about yourself so practically how can we figure out what our strengths are First thing I would say is if you can afford it, do the Clifton Strengths Assessment Finder because it gives you just such good base and it's really nice reading something about yourself. So it's like a personality test that you'd find online, but just a lot more in depth and advanced and it takes a lot longer to complete. So you know that it's actually, um, you know, they're getting a lot of data from you and finding out exactly who you are. Uh, but also just doing normal personality tests online. I I think 
they also give you great bases to start off with, especially if you can't, you know, afford or you don't want to spend money on something like this. Doing an online personality test um, can be really helpful. Obviously, it's going to be a lot more general and less specific, but you can at least get an idea of the kind of person you are. I feel like usually there are different themes. You know, you might either be a relationships, um, people-based person, or you might be really analytical and strategic and you know, so th- there's different types of people and it can honestly give you quite a good base to start off with, which I think is important. Another thing I would say is ask family and friends, you know, when they think about you, what are those personality traits, those unique parts of your nature that come to their head? Um, what do they feel like you're really good at? You know, when you go out in public, are you the friend that can easily just jump into a conversation with someone and are pretty comfortable to have a chat? Or are you the person who always makes... Um, whoever feels left out the most comfortable. Uh, You know, there's different things that you'll do that other people will notice about you and you might even already notice these sorts of things about yourself. I think social settings are probably a really good way to break those down because it's usually when you jump into a social setting, it's quite obvious to see who thrives in what area and who doesn't. It's kind of like when an emergency happens in a group of people and there's always different people taking on different roles like someone there always be like someone or a couple of people who jump in as the role as the leader and you know they've got their more dominant personalities in that way and then there are other people who step back and don't want to be a part of you know that situation uh, and take themselves out of it so you usually know that kind of person you are and it's just about figuring um, figuring that out and being curious like actually just being curious about who you are so you're definitely asking family and friends and be honest like they might take the piss out of you at first but actually ask them no seriously like what do you think are my strengths and and my talents and my areas of potential because I have friends who really don't believe in themselves really don't can't see the unique amazing beautiful just value they bring to my life and I could easily tell them if they asked me what it is you know that is so great about them and the things that I see as their strengths. Also what are the common patterns and trends in your life? So are there certain situations where you notice you're always that one person that does blank or you know, in your family, you're always the person who does this one thing. You're always the person who sorts out the dramas or you're always the person who avoids the dramas. You know, like what are the patterns in your life about your personality that you notice? And I think we all notice these little things. For me personally, I've always thrived off being around people and I always knew that. Um, I love talking to people, hearing people's stories and more just the presence of people builds me up and when I took this Clifton Strengths assessment um, it told me that my strongest theme amongst all of my strengths was relationship building so big on relationship building and that makes so much sense and probably would to you guys too just based off the podcast as well. I definitely have always felt like I'm a glass half full person uh, especially when it comes to my personal life and work I'm very much relaxed when things go wrong. Like I definitely don't see much as the end of the world and it takes quite a lot to stress me out, to be honest. I don't often get stressed um, because I always believe that everything will work out, everything will just be fine and it's all going to be all good. Uh, And that probably ties into my main strength being positivity. I might actually read out the definition for you guys so that you can sort of understand where I'm coming from when I talk about like 
the example of positivity. So in my results book that I've got here, it says positivity. You have contagious enthusiasm. You are upbeat and can get get others excited about what they're going to do. That is so true. I feel like I've always been that person who is a bit of a goofy goober in a lot of ways like super just woo let's get on with it like you know life is great kind of vibe but also I definitely have a real realism side to me and a more serious side but this is definitely quite strong in my personality Um, and I love getting others excited about things and just you know saying come on let's go like I can't wait it's gonna be so good this that and the other and that is just very much a part of my personality and it probably sounds quite surface level just telling you now but if you know me if you're one of my friends listening to this you'll know what I mean um and it doesn't matter if anyone else doesn't understand it's about you understanding and then understanding how you can utilize that um in the environment that you are in which I am now starting to actually apply and do being in jobs that really do align with who I am and the strengths that I have Uh, and that's why I feel like I'm really stepping into I guess alignment in that way Because I'm finally able to use some of these strengths that I never was able to before. So I really wanted to go over, I guess, my strengths, my top five from this assessment. And the reason I'm pulling it from this assessment is because they are accurate, in my opinion, and I am now using them in my head every day and applying them. And so it's just relevant to talk about them as they are written here. So I briefly described what the positivity strength is all about but I'm going to read out each one and then the section that talks about why you succeed using this strength um, and then I'll chat about how I've used them in my life now. So positivity, it says why you succeed using positivity. You have an infectious energy and enthusiasm as someone who offers genuine encouragement and an optimistic outlook on life. You have the power to make people feel better when you are around. The next one is futuristic. You are a visionary. Your powerful anticipation and detailed visualization of a better future can turn aspirations into reality. Your vision of tomorrow can inspire and push others to new heights. Relator is number three, which is you naturally form genuine and mutually rewarding one-on-one relationships. Your authenticity allows you to build close, long-lasting connections that foster trust and confidence. Includer, uh, you notice those who are left out and you naturally invite them in and make them feel welcome. Your ability to accept people without judgment fosters tolerance and open-mindedness. Last one is adaptability. You are flexible and can quickly adjust to changing or unexpected circumstances that upset or intimidate others. Your calm response to chaos reassures others and helps you respond to what people need. And so straight away, um, you can you might be able to notice that that last part of the adaptability strength really works in with the positivity. It says your calm response to chaos reassures others and helps you respond to what people need. So that's like that cl- the glass half full mentality and I'm able to show others that. So others who might have, say, positivity and adaptability really low um, on, in their personal strengths, like maybe, you know, they're just a glass, glass half empty kind of person and that is not a bad thing at all. Um, but I'm able to show those kind of people what it is they can't see and then hopefully motivate them to continue on with whatever was putting them off in the first place and that can be really valuable in a team because it helps everyone to feel inspired to keep going with what they're doing and kind of stay on track with the team vision and I guess I relate a lot of these to career because it just seems like the easiest way to explain it but it can definitely be in a social sense too like I'd like to think that all my friends are are generally 
really half glass full people actually but I'd like to think in my friend group if something goes wrong um, I'm able to be there and say hey look it's all good you know this wasn't expected um, but my adaptability strength here is saying it's totally fine let's just adjust and re um, position ourselves and look it'll all work out for the best and that's always been my attitude and I'd like to think that I can do that in a social environment as well as a professional one. <laughs> so my second one was I'm a very futuristic person so I looking ahead at what could be uh, and what is achievable and what is possible is the most inspiring thing to me ever. Like I find the future so exciting, so motivating. It doesn't make me nervous at all. I'm not someone who lives in the now. I'm very much, my head is way ahead in terms of um, like what I'm looking at for the bigger goal of my life. Um, I'm hardly ever present in the present moment. And so that just shows you that, yeah, it's great to be futuristic, but that's a downfall of my personality is I really struggle to be in the here and now. And what does stress me out is not achieving the massive life that I see for myself in the future. So that kind of motivates me and inspires me to keep going with my goals. And the way I've been able to then use that in my life to help others is help others see the vision you know, I can see in the future that they might not be able to. So if you're working in a team, you might start with a product that is really unimpressive and uh, you can't really see where this is going to go from now. I'll be the person who can see exactly what we could turn this into, how we could do it and all of the possibilities and basically show others how I can see that vision whereas other people might look at it in the there and now and think what are we going to do with that? How are we going to transform into this this into something amazing? Um, I just can't see how that's going to work and I could be that person that comes in with that that vision, which is could be really valuable as well. My ability to include others and accept them without judgment um, as a part of my includer strength has become so much more prominent this year. And do you know what? I think that is a direct result of learning more about myself and becoming more confident in myself. Because like I said, the more you know yourself, the less you judge others because you realize that everyone has a unique perspective and that was already one of my strengths before and it is just 10 times stronger now. Uh, I really do feel like I don't believe in bad first impressions a lot of the time like for me yes I'm, I'm constantly worried that I'm making a bad first impression I'm like oh shit I really hope that person liked me but for others I will constantly give others the benefit of the, of the doubt on first impression um, I'm very much you know you never know what's going on behind closed doors what someone's dealing with if someone's really nasty to me one day I will never actually accept that as their personality I would always assume that something was going on that I didn't know about um, and yeah I would just always that would be my automatic thinking always I don't have one interaction with someone and then think oh they were a bit of a bitch like I would never think like that and that has always just been a part of my personality and I think that's a really great strength for me to have because it means that I can kind of just see past those surface level interactions and then potentially get to know people who are who others wouldn't have given a second chance and then develop really strong relationships with those people I actually just missed one I went from uh, futuristic to include it, but I forgot relater, uh, which is basically when you're forming genuine one-on-one -on -one relationships, which I feel like directly relates to the One Up Project, because a lot of the reason 
I did this was to connect with people like I really just wanted to connect with others who were struggling with the same thing and open up this platform where we could talk openly and honestly and a part of this sort of strength of mine is that I can be really um, open and honest just quite naturally about who I am and I'm pretty you know regardless of if I'm confident in who I am or if I'm not confident I'm still open about it and I'm accepting of the fact that this is me and if you don't like it that's fine but I'm not changing (laughs) and that straightforwardness can be a part of the thing that brings people closer to me because they feel like they can be vulnerable with me they can be open with me because I am that with them pretty early on um I'm very like about deep chat straight away it's quite funny a lot of the people I catch up with over the one up project they're like wow we got deep really quick and I'm like that is just me I'm not really one for small talk I just yeah, I don't know, I can't really be bothered with it. I'd prefer to learn about your life and your deep, dark, se- deep dark secrets straight away. Um, or maybe not your deep, dark secrets. But um, I like to learn about who you are as a person, what you value. And I just think that cuts out a lot of wasted time for me as well for people who I'm not going to gel with. But this ability to get to know people on a deep level quickly really serves me in client-facing roles in terms of work, but also building up the podcast. Um, and it helps me be able to kind of understand what people are wanting really quickly which is why some people might think that I could be a good coach or a tutor or a teacher of things because I'm I can understand what you're actually wanting to get out of that specific thing really quickly and that's perfect with the one up project because I feel like I understand my audience so well because my audience is me and I talk to you guys on such a deep level you know like there'll be people who message me their entire life story and I'm just replying like we've already been friends for 10 years kind of vibe and I just love that like I love a a big story from the get-go you know it's so good and it just yeah fills me up Um, and something that's quite funny that it says here is that uh, I occasionally feel pleased when friends seek my counsel perhaps being asked for guidance uplifts you is what it says Um, and it gives meaning to your life and that directly relates to the podcast I've never felt more aligned with a purpose or you know a passion type thing than I have when doing this podcast because I feel like people are coming to me for a certain reason you know they're they're getting value out of what I'm providing and that makes me feel good and it adds a lot of meaning to my life which so without even knowing it I was leaning into my strengths by starting this podcast And now it just adds meaning to my life in so many ways and it really satisfies this part of me, which is great because it adds to my overall just life satisfaction. My last one, adaptability, is so funny. I was just reading the last part of what it says about you and it was like, by nature, you may feel best about life when you take time to envision how you might react to future situations. I'm the queen of imagining future situations before they've happened and then acting out what I was going to say, what I would say, or what I would do if it happened. Like I will always think about before I enter a social situation, like I almost play it like a vision, like that's so Raven vibes about what's about to happen and then how I'm going to react. And that almost makes me more confident because I feel more prepared going into it. Um, But I'm also very much go with the flow, which is an interesting part of being adaptable because I'm planning out what the potentials are but I'm also totally fine if it doesn't go anything like that at all and I'm really comfortable with change and that is a 
really great strength to have and it's actually one I've always known I've had it it was something that I've said in many job interviews before that I feel like I'm an extremely adaptable person um change does not really phase me and I think that contributes to what I was saying earlier about not getting stressed that easily and in fact um what stresses me out more is people who are stressed out and can't handle change uh it actually says that here is that it explains why you might, might avoid people who are constantly hurried stressed or tense and I do get put off when people are like that because I'm just so not like that and it makes me tense up and that is not aligned with who I am at all so I like very much to just accept life as it comes and prepare for what I can prepare for and have the best attitude and the best possible I guess resources behind me and attitude behind me but I'm also not phased if shit just doesn't go the way I want it to I'm a big believer that it's all a part of the journey and you've got to accept the ride of life with the highs and the lows and I'm so happy with doing that and I think that's a really cool part of why I've been able to quit my job and be unemployed and do all of those things because I feel fully comfortable with shit going wrong and that's why a lot of people won't leave their jobs because they can't handle that so maybe you know that's something to think about too if you're currently sitting in a really unhappy environment is it because change is something that scares you and that you can't move past and is that maybe something that you need to take a look at and work out how you can overcome this is probably one of the reasons why I love you know working part-time and then also doing the podcast because it's always different and I'm, I'm super happy to just adapt with the day and take on whatever comes and, and so I think this strength is really well applied to my career in general So yeah, that was a bit about me and how you might be able to relate or practically be able to apply what could potentially be your strengths to the rest of your life. So I wanted to recap over what it is you can do right now to work out your strengths and actually change that to have a more fulfilling life for yourself. Um, So the first thing is to ask someone, ask the people around you, you know, what is it that you bring to the table what value do you have what unique perspectives do you bring to your workplace or to your social life then find patterns what are people saying that's the same um, or similar what kind of trends in your personality do you notice for yourself and then how do you already use them Is is there a way that you're noticing that you can already see how you're using them in your everyday life and then how can you use them more in your life Um, than what you're currently allowing so for me when I was in my accounting job I knew that it did not satisfy what I felt were my strengths relationship building talking to clients I wasn't trusted to email or call or run meetings with clients when I felt like I was fully capable of doing that and innately I knew that that was one of my strengths but I almost felt like because the job said I wasn't ready, it meant I wasn't ready, but that isn't true because once I left, I was able to do that through the podcast and also through my job now um, and be fully trusted to do that and fully okay doing that. So don't let someone else tell you, um, not that they were like telling me, but don't let anyone else tell you what you are capable of. (laughs) You are fully able to determine that for yourself and you should feel empowered to do so. I'm going to leave that there for you to have a little think about, a little ponder and message me if you know any of your strengths and how you apply them or you have discovered some of your strengths after listening to this episode. I'd literally love to hear just DM, DM me at the One Up Project um, on Instagram. 
ultimately all of this shit is just trial and error and trying to find things that don't make you reinvent the wheel and kind of speed up the process for you is really helpful and exactly why I recommend doing something like the Clifton Strengths Assessment because it just helps you to speed up this process but a lot of it is just trying things, failing and then doing it again in a different way that works. You know, starting in accounting, knew that it really wasn't for me. Now I'm doing something in marketing, it's a lot more aligned but I'll probably change into something else in the future as well that feels even more right. So you're constantly changing, you're constantly evolving and knowing who you are is so key. I cannot emphasize it any more than I already am. And something someone said on a podcast I was running or hosting at work the other day was that if there's anyone you should feel most at peace with and most comfortable with, it is yourself. You come into this world alone, you're going to leave alone you should feel most confident in yourself and believe in yourself and feel comfortable with the person you are. And you can learn to do that. You know, it's not something that's just going to come to you one day like a fucking lightning bolt. You have to actively go out and try to seek who, seek out who you are and live authentically into that. Okay. So hopefully this helps. Let me know your thoughts and catch you later. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I really hope you were able to take something valuable away. Um, be sure to subscribe and keep up with the socials for further episodes at The One Up Project, and I'll catch you on the next one. 